drastically different yeah. body so sizes who's, for who's his the, brothers. Who's the mailman? <laughs> How yeah. tall was the mailman? <laughs> so uh, that's, that's that's a nine inch difference. That's between brothers. that's kind yeah. of it's like you. It's like you to Danny. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> it's a good thing he barely listens to our show. He'd be he'd be hurting. Uh, he knows he's short. 45, 50, 45 What's up guys? What up? It's been a little bit. Long time yeah, no talk. It's been a long time no talk. <laughs> Man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to actually get back in here and have a little conversation. We've all been either sick or Jed's worked a bazillion hours. Christmas packages and yes, bullshit weather. And, you're finally, you're weather. finally getting through being done being Santa Claus. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and then right after that, then uh, the weather came and said, "Boy, Fuck did you. it come too!" I can't Jesus. remember. <laughs> it's still out there. Yeah. yeah. If only we could see the sun and maybe it'll go away, but got to deal with dad's come first. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He <laughs> said the sun. Nope. I don't. No? I'm just... <laughs> no? No? Okay, moving on. Not We're going to talk sports. Yep, yep. We're going to talk sports, right? <laughs> well, that is a sport. It's the wrong sporting event. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're talking transfer portal tonight, but we're all fired up. We've been fired up. It's been a, it's been a heck of a fun time to watch Matt Rule work, and he just kind of seems like a little bit of a silent assassin, the way he's gone about things this offseason. I don't know how silent he is, but... I just mean, <laughs> when it comes to the portal. No, I, I know what you I mean. I feel like I just... there was all this talk and all this hoopla about the way that we were going about the recruiting process, and Riola obviously stole the show, and that's fucking huge. It was amazing. I think he definitely helped with some of the portal guys, too, it sounded like. Yeah. Um, but all the all the big portal movers and all these different things... They, you know, ding, he goes over here, ding, he goes over here, and it kind of it kind of looked like Nebraska's going to sit back and not take anybody. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, well, you know, hey. No, they're this, just really choosy. Yeah, we're just really choosy. And we and he went specifically for dudes who could be day one impact players in spots that we absolutely needed someone. Yeah, and I, they addressed it, like, to the T. I went back and lit, earlier today listened to uh, one of our recruiting shows from December and, you know, one of the things, a couple of the things that we talked about, that how they didn't sign any running backs in the recruiting class. Um, and that was our biggest worry. That was one of the big worries. They uh, were very thin at the in, the linebacker position, specifically the inside linebacker position, mainly with the guys that were losing. Um, and we loved the offensive linemen that came in, but obviously they're, they're really young. Uh, Rule has talked about many times how he really wants the f- incoming freshmen to have their have their moment to sit back and learn the playbook and grow their body into the way that they want the bodies to be and then we also knew that we needed some experienced wide receivers and literally that's what we did in the portal yeah i think the that micah uh, i'm gonna fuck this one Mascua. Mascua. yeah just say it fast to me yeah. that was that was the one that came completely out of left field for them nobody too. even knew that's the what dude it was like, at least. Yeah. yeah nobody even knew the dude was looking and then all of a sudden it was like, oh hey, by the way, we got this this like 
seasoned veteran starter. Yeah. That's oh, he still has. I think he still has three years left. Oh no, he's got one year left. Just one year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it sounded like he he went to kind of the uh, the trial, you know, to see where he would got drafted. Um, he went through that process. He didn't really like what was given to him as far as his Pulled projected Cam Ward. his projected uh, draft spot. And uh, it sounded like Florida thought that he was going to be going to the draft, so they filled his spot. And then when he oh, wanted, then, then when he did wasn't going to go to the draft, they were like, uh, "We got nothing for you." And since we recruited him last year, when he went from Baylor to Florida, and his brother is on the team on Nebraska's team right now, he's a. It's kind of funny with how big this Micah kid is. His brother is a. Is three hundred and forty pounds big? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I only got him at 335, 6'5". But, but his brother's a running back at Nebraska, and he's 5'11". <laughs> oh, fuck. Drastically different yeah. body so sizes who's, for who's his brothers. The, who's the mailman? <laughs> How yeah. tall is the mailman? <laughs> so, uh... That's, that's, that's a nine-inch difference that's between ca- brothers. That's kind yeah. of... It's like, you to, it's like you to Danny. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a good thing he barely listens to our show. He'd be, he'd be hurting. Uh, he knows he's short. It shows that when you when you have when you build a relationship with somebody and even if they go somewhere else and you don't burn that bridge, you got options. Yeah. Then suddenly, poof, this guy falls in your lap. Yep. Which yeah. I don't want him well, to fall in my lap because that's a no, big motherfucker. That would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt. No, and that, it, I think I think the cool thing to me this to see that though too is that it's just like the story of Dylan Raiola and how he came back to us. Mm-hmm. You know, Rule talked about how that whole thing went down and how he, he respected it. Hey, you gave us your decision. We're not going to, you know, I'm not still banging on your door every day. I'm not still trying to, you know, are you sure you want to stay at Georgia? He said he left them alone on that stuff. Obviously, he stayed in touch with them because they were still in town. They still have, you know, his uncle's and still it, here. Yeah, his uncle can talk to him. But it's... Yeah, we're not Iowa. I'm not still trying text to... messages in the middle of the season asking how you're doing, yeah. but... I'm, well, are you talking about that offensive lineman yeah. that they got from Alabama? Yeah. And and the the thing, the funny thing about that was all the people on Twitter that the Nebraska, you know, the Nebraska Twitter base, yeah. they love to torment Iowa, mm-hmm. and they just go and they're like, "Oh, I got receipts," and they're just showing all these trashing that kid that Iowa fans did when he decided to go to Alabama. Well, the bad thing is, is Nebraska fans have done that too. Oh, Nebraska absolutely. kids that leave the state too. So absolutely, you know, maybe you shouldn't throw everybody's stones at all a glass Br- house. Ernest but- Hausman come back, <laughs> yeah, and they all trashed him last year when exactly. he left. Exactly. I don't know. He's he's a dude that I'm super excited about because we talked about this too. The offensive line. What was the one major hole we said? Evans Jenkins seemed like he was ready to be the guy mm-hmm. when he took that spot last year. It doesn't seem like Piper's coming back. Correct. If you if you see him, like if you see a picture of him, he was at uh, oh, the Outland, the, the Outland Trophy Award, and that motherfucker is tiny as fuck. Now he's yeah. he sort of dropped 50, 60 pounds. He looks he's he looks skinnier than than the difference between what Hutmaker has done. And Hutmaker has dropped 40, 45 yeah. pounds. Yeah, that was crazy. he looks beastly. That's just because he needed to make weight. Yeah, but yeah, but like he'll he put looks, most of that back on. He looks beastly, and I don't know the way that the way that yeah, you've heard Hutmaker talk about it. You've heard uh, like uh, Jalen Lloyd talk about getting ready for track, and a couple of the guys that are going going to be doing track here this this spring. You've heard them talk about how they're preparing. Uh, actually, I think Carter Nelson was talking about this in his interview out at the Polynesian Bowl. 
He's like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna do I'm gonna do track, but I'm doing track to prepare my body for football. I'm not doing track necessarily to win and compete heavily in track, but to to prepare my body for football. And we've talked about Evan Cooper. He he goes out and finds those like basketball and track guys, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily looking for the stereotypical muscle bound, you know, crazy. They want the freak athletes. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I think is so cool about Hutmaker being able to, you know. Frost was probably telling Hutmaker before, no, absolutely not. You cannot go out for wrestling. Which would be really dumb if he did, because the, the fundamentals that you gain, you know, footwork-wise, hand coordination-wise from wrestling, they're undeniably make you better in football. I know well, that would have been... Most football only- coaches will say that they love Yes, they want, they want you to go <laughs> through they, all they the They understand the leverage did. more than anything. Yes. And not to mention re- the discipline that it takes to be a wrestler. Most wrestlers have been wrestling since they were also, like, <clears throat> five years old. Yeah. That's one of the first things you can start doing. But, you know, like like I said, you said that would have been dumb. I know that would have been the only dumb thing that Scott Frost did. <laughs> but I smell that there was some sarcasm there. <laughs> Just a hint. Just got, a hint. Got some sarcasm up my nose. I was going to say, how much are you sniffing of that? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. We did just have some frosting upstairs on some cinnamon rolls, I guess. Uh, we got way sidetracked. Back <laughs> no, to the offensive not, line. Not so did Scott. I was on him for six fucking years. Back to the offensive line, though. This He fills that right guard spot yep. that needed needed filled. And, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited about him. I think Dowdell, the the running back that's coming in from Oregon, is probably tied with him, in my opinion, for the most important addition that we've made. Just because it adds depth with a dude that is a top-line guy. I, I really like, I, and I know we'll go through all of them, but yes, uh, I love Mascua. There's a couple of different pronunciations that I've heard of Mascua, but I, that's what I'm going with, so whatever. You know who I'm talking about when I say it. Uh, I love him, especially with the experience and adding to that offensive line. I think I got to also put right up there at the top with Dowdell because I love, yeah, Banks. Because we, we needed the big body size and experience position, uh, possession wide receiver. Like that guy, I think. I'm, the bad thing is, is I feel like I say this every year with a transfer wide receiver that comes in. Now, maybe I didn't love Billy Kemp as much as some people at this table did, but... What are you talking about? You but still like, have, hey, you have some Billy Kemp in your beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's outside. But, like, every single transfer wide receiver that we've had over the last handful of years, like, I loved kind of I Noah coming in from California a handful of years ago, and then I loved Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, and I loved Samari Toure coming in, all this stuff. So... I, a part of me is hesitant on because they've all kind of been bust. Well, I mean, Tory wasn't yeah. a bust. A part of me, well, and uh, Trey Palmer wasn't a bust. No, and I did have questions about Trey Palmer just because he hadn't done he hadn't it. Done anything um, at that point? Uh, so. that, I don't have questions about him with the Bucks. No, Some, something though. Something though that that backs up your excitement about him. This wasn't coming from a mid minor school. Correct. This is and Wake Forest isn't a powerhouse. No. They're not amazing. Still a power five. It's still a power five competition. Yeah. yeah, it's still an ACC yes. team. And he played. He played everything. He mm-hmm. played the last twenty three games for Wake Forest. Yep. When's the last time we had a wide receiver that played all the games in a year? I mean, Malachi Coleman played in all the games that he was offered. Yeah. Uh, uh, that he was given the chance to play. And this is like this this is the carbon copy. He's one inch shorter and ten pounds heavier than Malachi Coleman. He's the same type of receiver that we hope Malachi Coleman becomes, and he got some good experience last year. 
Imagine if we have two of those fucking guys. I, I think that's one. <laughs> hey, great. hey, Dylan, which side do you want to throw? And oh, you've got a guy who's 6'4 that's going to jump up and yeah. jump out of the fucking gym and get it. I, I think with what you just said was kind of why I'm so excited for Banks is what we hope and project for Malachi Coleman, I believe, is what Banks is already. And we need that experience at, at the wide receiver position, not just for Dylan Rayola, but just for this team in general. Yeah. Well, Nair. Who's coming from Texas? Mm-hmm. He didn't have a great year at Texas, but Texas also, he was also had injured. Some, yeah, he was he was injured one game, and Texas had has studs down there. Like yeah. he he wasn't the only guy. Xavier Worthy is one of the best wide receivers in the country. Last and he's going to go first round. Yeah. But the the guy was at Wyoming the year before that, and that's why he got to Texas. It dominated. That you year. weren't you weren't just getting to Texas without having some accolades behind you. Correct. And he, he he's a guy that I'm very excited about, too. Well, Another guy with size, 6'3", 195. And he's the deep threat guy. I was looking up some of his stuff on Pro Football Focus for Isaiah Nair, and uh, his average depth of throw uh, on all of his targets was 17.7 yards downfield. So he's just a go guy. He's, he's going to be the guy that goes downfield. He had 12... Him and Jalen Lloyd, probably. He had 12 touchdowns in uh, 2021 for Wyoming. Uh, seven of them were, were thrown 20-plus yards downfield. Damn. Jesus. So he's going to be the guy that, you know, and even four of them were between 10 and 19 yards. So you're talking 11 of his 12 touchdowns were beyond 10 yards as far as throwing So he's down, just really going to help take the top off the defense. Exactly. Be, that, that's you, kind of what we needed from last yeah. year. Well, you look, you look at what... That's what that's what a Jalen Lloyd is because he's he's one of those sub four four guys. Malachi Coleman's like a a four four two guy. You add him into that mix, and then you th- you're throwing in a quarterback who can throw the ball seventy two yards. Fuck. Well, and the, and then conversely, <laughs> yeah. again, our offense is going to look so different this year. <laughs> conversely, again with with Banks, the most of his uh, catches were between zero and twenty yards downfield. So he's got you know you've got the ladder. Of guys that, you know, then we still have Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda coming mm-hmm. back. And, all, you know, we've got guys fully that, healthy the, that can cover the entire field and produce, hopefully. Looking at these guys that came in, combined with what we were returning from last year, do you think that maybe that was why Marcus Washington... I don't think he got the extra year that he wanted. So he, he needed he needed did, a waiver. Didn't he decide not to try for the waiver? No, they that? were trying for the Well, Rule okay. said that they were trying. Well, okay, let me rephrase. During the season, Rule said Marcus Washington came to us and said, "We, I want to try for this waiver." We told him, "You know, it's going to be Pretty tough because didn't but he we will try like week six? But there's no reason not to try. Sure, so, I mean, whatever. I mean, hell, Talia Tungavailoa attempted for that waiver and he got denied, so now he's going pro. So even after he declared that he was transferring to, you know, I don't remember where he ended up saying he was going to go, but then he got denied. I never saw. I never saw he was going someplace. Yeah. Oh, he wow. was going to transfer. He he. I commi- saw he went in the transfer. Portal, he committed I- somewhere. I don't. Maybe Miami or somewhere. I don't remember. And then he got denied his extra year. So now he's going pro. Wow. So, and he was never. I don't really understand why he thought he was going to get it because he played in like five and a half games. So, yeah, you're not going to get the waiver. I don't know what to no. tell you. Like, yeah. especially when you've played a ton of college ball yeah. already. No. Are you uh, Are you excited about anybody else outside of those basically four guys that we talked about? I mean, we've got six of them. Yeah, there's really only six there. Yeah, but another thing, like, 
we talked about bringing in the inside linebacker from Syracuse. The fact that we brought in a guy that has two years remaining and mm-hmm. played in Tony White's system. Yeah, he's already been in the system. I thank you. And they didn't change the system when no. when Tony White left. They brought in a guy that could run it. I, it's and we need somebody who can be a leader in the secondary for the defense. And this is a guy that started as a true freshman at Syracuse. Again, yeah. like you said, Which with Wake was Forest. on a not very good team. That's not the. But, but still, he he's he was, got a lot of experience. He was the first true freshman to start on defense for Syracuse in like t- a ten year span. Jesus, like some bad Syracuse teams too. And to start. <laughs> And to start in this defense, this Tony White defense that everybody said is complicated and and or maybe not complicated, but very it's complex, in, intricate, complex, yeah. and stuff and, like that. And to, and to be playing inside linebacker, he probably got moved around a little bit. And he started game one yeah. as a freshman. Like so he tells you he's got some brains upstairs. Yeah. It also tells you that Tony White probably really likes this kid. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, I would assume Tony yeah. White's. For sure, the reason that he came. Do you yeah. think because right now with the transfers that are left out there in the transfer portal, the number two rated guy that's left out there, at least according to most sites, is a D tackle or a D lineman from Syracuse that was under Tony White as well. Do you think that there's any chance that we would go add another D lineman? He's an he's a he's a D tackle. He's an interior lineman on on the defensive line. That I mean, we don't we don't have a ton of depth behind. Hutmaker, who's down 45 pounds, and he's not going to be down 45 pounds at the start yeah, of the no. season. That's not going to be a <laughs> he's problem. Put that weight back on. Yeah. I'm not, he's I hope he's so. trim like that because he's in a sauna for two hours a day right now. To the keep fact the, that he lost that he 45 pounds in like four weeks, I yeah. think he can put it back on in four yeah, weeks. Probably. Like, <laughs> that, that is all. He looks shredded as fuck. That fucked. is all water weight and running 10 miles a day. And that's not all water weight. Not when you're not when you're playing Division One football. I bet he hasn't had a carb since he. That's probably more season. what it is. That sugar inflammation. There you go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that we're that shallow at on the defensive line behind Hutmaker and all that. I mean, we still have Elijah Judy, uh, Kai Wallen. Yeah, but he was playing more outside. Judy Elijah Judy? No, Judy's on the inside. But I mean, I thought he was playing more of that D end. It was hard to tell because our defense was so such an amoeba last yeah. year, and he also didn't play a ton last year. No. Uh. We've got guy like, I don't know that we really, you know, but the thing is, I didn't really know that we needed. We're also at like 140 players right now, and they, their target, I, I heard them talking just the other day, like Sean Callahan said that he had heard their target is to get them down to 120 yeah. uh, by spring training, and you got to figure it out after that. That's 140 players. That's not scholarship. Yeah, players, no, 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 no. They're at like 100, what, 107 scholarship players right now or something uh, like that? I, I saw it's like 20 to 25 over. But, you, you know, yeah. I'm, I used to be, I used to have a, the sheet up on my computer at all times checking the scholarship di- distribution chart. I actually deleted it. I'm, I don't care. Of what it is, I don't either. They're they're going to get to eighty five. Yeah, that's they're not clearly, be a concern when the season starts. They clearly are not worried about it because otherwise they wouldn't keep adding guys because they're already twenty yeah. to twenty five over. Well, and you know so, what? You, you don't you don't just go tell the guys right now at this point in the year who isn't isn't going to be there because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, someone could go break their leg and for sure be done with the season. The transfer portal is also still going on. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know when the transfer window closes. It's clo- it's already closed as far, as far as going into it, but but it reopens after spring. So yeah. I, I just mean like what, as far what, as the guys that are out there, like I don't I don't know that is there a list of is it is there a list out there of our transfer portal guys that have 
declared for the transfer portal, but haven't moved on. Our guys? Yeah. It's yeah. like, is this the full list when I'm looking at this on, on three? Well, like Jeff Sims has not moved on. Yeah. Timon Lynham has not moved, has not declared yet, but all the other guys have. But we've only had five guys go into the portal. I mean, we've technically six because one just came back. Jake Applegate, yeah, yeah. there's, there's a few Lynham, more on here. John Goodwin, Baron Miles, Randolph Kapai. It looks like there's four here that haven't actually gone anywhere yet. Oh, then mine isn't updated yet. Javier Morton, Isaiah Harris, some of these don't and Chuba dates on them. So I mean, there's there's some of them. Well, he's, yeah, but Chuba's already. I'm talking about the guys. He's already, he's already yeah. transferred and then transferred. Yeah, because <laughs> pretty much the day that he committed to San Jose State, his coach left. That's, to to he got hired. I was going to say he got hired yeah. to Arizona, didn't he? Yeah. Which I'd love to make a comment on uh, Chuba Purdy actually leaving uh, for some a troll, but he d- that troll deleted his comment because he's a pussy. So I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> he just said he's not going to talk about it. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> s- some bitches like to say shit on uh, on our YouTube page, and and uh, they're fucking stupid and cowards because they because <laughs> they found out that they were wrong, and then they deleted their comment because they didn't want evidence of how stupid they were. So I hate when that happens. Bye, fool. Bye, buddy. <laughs> now speaking of comments, we love comments. Good yes, or bad? No, hey, bring good it. or bad? Throw it out there. Absolutely. Do us a favor, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share our stuff. We would uh, we would really love to get some help and support. We are uh, or we're, don't, we're, and we're, we're going to send Jed after you for calling you a pussy. Yeah, no, I hey, I don't. <laughs> I welcome even the negative stuff. Just don't be a bitch and delete your comment after you get proved wrong. I don't know. I mean, I really like to know who this is that he's talking about because I hope it wasn't a comment that I deleted and then. He- I don't Call care. that guy a bitch. He's still a bitch anyway, so whatever. <laughs> uh, sorry, bitch. Um, I'll tell you when we're done. <laughs> so, so of these guys that are out there, if you were going to pick one that you think is going to be the most impactful this upcoming season, just right now looking at it without seeing him in spring, without seeing any projected depth charts, anything like that, would you, you know, based on the way you said it, I would guess you're going to probably go with Banks, but... I, I think I'd have to say, as much as I want to actually say Dowdell, but I think that we, if as long as we're healthy, we're going to still be, at least we should be loaded in the running back room. Yeah, I'm going to go Banks. Yeah. I think I think that's where I am. I'm either there or with Ms. Kua. Just because I think with the, the getting Ben Hart back, and if he is able to come in and at least be as effective as he was at Florida, if he gels with those dudes from a brotherhood standpoint... That's a very experienced offensive line. Yeah, that's he, he's going to be my guy for sure, Ms. Kua, because we just got a brand new Ferrari in the backfield. We should probably find a way to protect him. We have to well, fucking like, and I, and at I least lo- keep from having the fucking mirrors fall off. I love the addition of Ms. Kua, but you got Ben Hart, excuse me, Corcoran, Prohaska, Evans Jenkins, Scott. You've already got five guys right there that are very experienced that could fill in on the offensive line. Then you add Ms. Kua, that's six. Like, yeah. We've got dudes. Options aren't a bad thing. Yeah. So even if you say, let's just say, Mazkua doesn't pan out and we have Latoski in there, who didn't play great this last year but wasn't atrocious. I this think w- keeps us from having to have him in there, though. I, th- I think with the other guys around somebody else, it's still, it's still going to be a decent offensive line. Yeah. So that's why. Well, I, I, think we have a, I think we have a chance. At this being an elite offensive line this, this upcoming season, well, I, I really do. When you look at the, you look at them now going into a third year, saying the word elite is a third year under Riola, Coach Riola, a second year in Matt Rule's offense, and 
getting an offense that's actually going to not just rely on them to give as much possible time as as they possibly can to to get a to get a ball out or being expected to you know make sure you're feeling your feet real well because there's probably going to be a ball on the ground at least every other play i i would use the word comfortable offensive line rather than elite elite's pretty i don't know i'm, I'm not going to use any words cuz it's that's that's january fine. That's fine. Look at how far. But I like the from fact Ben Hart's a bitch that we have options. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say comfortable. Yeah, I, and I'm not even talking about options. I'm talking more about the fact that we're we're going to be one of those teams that when you're watching the broadcast on TV, they're going to be talking about how many starts the offensive line has. Yeah, that's yep. that's a big thing, especially in the Big Ten. We saw it this year with Michigan. It, fuck Michigan. We hate Michigan, but Jesus Christ, we're, yep. we're both of their lines, NFL caliber. Yep. Lines in the trenches were just that's the exact way you play big boy football in the future now. Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm using the word comfortable because going into the season, I'm going to be comfortable with the options that we had of, at the offensive line where I'm not going to necessarily be nitpicky and be like, well, I don't know, you know, this way or that way. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable with who we have coming in, at least as of right now in January, because God knows who what might change until then. We have 200 and something days. So I really, really hope that we can see a full, healthy offseason for Prohaska. Yes. And maybe he can get to the size that they want him to be and the strength that they want him to be and, and really get his head wrapped around the playbook. I agree. Because if that happens, Corcoran has the ability then to move back to a guard spot. Mm-hmm. And then it's one of those, okay, well, who's the odd man out and how much are we actually rotating our offensive line, which keeps them fresh, which allows us to pound the ball in the fourth quarter like Rule wants to do. And it's a great problem to have. And it's a problem we haven't had for a very long time. And they're all huge. They're all fucking huge. Muskua actually might be one of the shortest offensive line we have at 6'5". Yeah, that's pretty short. Well, compared to the 6'9 and 6'10 ends we've got on there. Yeah, but Muskua's a guard, so he's not going to be... joking around. No, I know you are. I'm just saying. Joking around. (laughs) We haven't talked about Bly Hill. The cornerback coming in. We already kind of talked about him. Yeah, we on talked our about him show. at the on the. He was the show, only yeah. transfer on, yeah, the, on at the that time. Show. Yeah. I I think I, I think I love it. I love his height. See. He needs to put on some weight. Well, I love he his he height. Definitely has to put on weight. <laughs> I also just I, I don't know anything about him because I don't even. Yeah, think I, don't, I, can I mean, did he play a ton? A school? Oh, I mean, he played at some St. Francis, some uni- pa- some college that sounds like a high school. Yeah, St. Francis. Like, what is this? The red flag. How did they find him? He probably reached out. Probably Evan Cooper. Evan Set Cooper up. finds all these guys. Sent him a like, mixtape. He saw he saw him at some uh, like AAU pickup basketball yeah. game or something. <laughs> something like this guy just jumped out of the gym. We got to go. He get saw him, him playing pickleball they, somewhere, and they, he's like, "Oh my god, that guy can play." <laughs> they clearly aren't super uh, predominant in the transfer portal. They had two total transfers this yeah. year in or out. Nope. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited about this. I think we exactly addressed the needs that we had. Yeah. The, we had. We had like six holes, and he went out and exactly filled them. You know, and one one of my other things is that obviously we're going to have a bunch of guys leave after spring, but those are guys more of more of a purge, for lack of a you know that's kind of a those are going to be guys that's that an aggressive term be playing but, Big Ten football. Yeah, but a lot of holdovers. The guys from that the the Frost era and the guys that have left now are you know some of it's a purge thing, some of it's you know. They want to go somewhere else to be able to play because they're not. They know they're not going to. Yeah. The fact that you know there was some grumblings of stupid people throughout the season that were like, "Oh, you know, 
he's they're going to lose the locker room for this and lose the locker room for that, and a bunch of guys are going to be leaving. Good five guys enter the transfer portal. Yeah, and so far. That's the thing that I think that, is the that's toughest. tied for the fewest in the in the Big Ten, and you can't really blame like, either of the quarterbacks. No, well, and, and how do you how do you how do you look at what rules done so far from a recruitment standpoint? Both both high school recruiting and portal. His first two seasons, he's brought in forty five plus guys both off seasons. You can't do that without having a lot of turnover, and with the fact that he hasn't had like. Everybody's sticking around because they want to fight for a chance in spring. They believe. Yeah, they want to fight for a chance on. to play for him in spring. And if they have to leave, they will. But that's it's pretty cr- incredible to see that. Absolutely. Especially when you still have so many guys that are holding over from the Frost era. Yep. Pretty cool. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the transfer portal? It, Good fucking job. That's all I, I got. Absolutely. Yeah. I, honestly, as far as any other additions, I, I still am curious if they're going to bring in a quarterback after spring. I really don't know what that would even look like as far as why a guy would come in with a Rayola sitting right there because you know you're not going to play. It's got to be somebody who but it's more about depth. They're going to be a backup. It's it's more about. I I still am a little worried about going into the season with the three quarterbacks that we have. Again, that's not about the talent. I'm not talking about that. It's just the inexperience and only having three scholarship quarterbacks. It's like the ding. last the last thing you want is having to put in a running back because all your quarterbacks are injured. Or a tight end. It also <laughs> well, I don't know. Carter Nelson played some pretty efficient, efficient high school quarterback, yeah. eight man quarterback. The thing, the thing that I think is the weirdest for me is I felt like we always had too many quarterbacks on our roster under Frost, mm-hmm. and with rules so far, it's been like, bro, are you sure we're only gonna roll with three? Like, are, are you sure we have enough quarterbacks here? But like, we we haven't gone through an entire season with just one quarterback since like Tanner Lee. So, like, and it just doesn't happen anymore. Even so in the NFL, history says yeah. we need another guy. And if we're going to have another guy, I'd rather have a guy with experience. And yes, people can say Heinrich Harburg, but I'd rather have good experience. So, I'd al- I'd also rather I've, have experience that fits with the the other guys that yeah. we have. You look at what Raiola and what uh, Kalen bring to the table. They're elite arms that are not out there to go run the option. Mm-hmm. Like can they move? Sure, but they're not. They're they're not going to be a Heinrich Harbor. I no. don't think that's going to be a limiting factor for this offense. Oh, this, Whether or not a, they can run the option, it's going to be a much different offense. It's going to look. We're gonna com- see it's going to look completely different. But that's my point. Heinrich Harbor is not going to be able to efficiently no. run the offense that they want to run, or they would have run it last year. Yeah, yeah. But to Jed's point, who wants to come be? A third string quarterback to two freshmen. I I totally get. Yeah. You have to go back to uh, St. Francis. To so, find I mean, if you're like entering that. the portal, you're going somewhere to play. Yeah, yeah. Or at least having the opportunity to play. You don't have an opportunity. I'm sorry, but Rayol is the guy. Yeah. Whether yeah. you like that or not, I don't know, but Rayol is the guy. So, well, and it's it's pretty tough to look at a situation and say, even though Rayol is here, you could you could be a lot of guys would say, okay, well, I'd I'd like to go be his backup. You also have another elite eleven quarterback sitting right behind him. I'm not worried. I, you know me. I, I mean, we don't need, need to get back into that because we've done that countless times. No, no, the no. Show, I'm, I mean, if you're a, if you're a quarterback that's out there that might be okay with coming in and knowing you're going to be the backup, you don't necessarily know you're going to be the backup, especially just after yeah, this. You, first you would year. even have to compete for that spot. Well, I think if if anybody we bring in, it'd be a guy that just has one year left anyway. It's yeah. not somebody. It's not going to be somebody that has multiple years because again, he's going to want to start. Well, yeah. I heard Jeff Sims is available. Yeah. Oh boy. I think if Jeff Sims walked back out on the field, 
Like in a game, there might be a mass like, yeah. flood. To <laughs> I the think field. there there might be deaths as people exit the stadium. Yeah, I feel bad for him, but also hold on to the uh, ball, man. Yeah, I don't know. Some people just can't hack it anymore. Just like just like what happens with kickers, they lose it. Don't get Jed started on kickers. He's got so much information about kickers and punters <laughs> and field, like all of it. I watched one ten minute video on it <laughs> on real sports. You geeked out for like four days, man. And this may be the most unbelievable night in Cornhusker football history. 